It's time now for Acme Radio Gear Gap, featuring your favorite musicians talking about the music gear they use on tour and in the studio. Brought to you in part by IK Multimedia, musicians first. Now here's your host, Eric Dahl. That's right, Acme Radio Gear Gab in the heart of Music City, right across from the uh, Hard Rock and the incredible Acme Feed and Seed. And special guest today is a very talented uh, young guitarist, Daniel Donato. Daniel, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. <laughs> you know what, it's, uh, it's so funny, you know, being around you for so many years and uh, bumping into you at guitar shows, and uh, it, you're so engaging on all the uh, social media and everything you do, too. Mm. And, uh, and we're going to cover a lot of ground uh, today on the show to where, you know, how you really, you know, learned, you know, the instrument so well and continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And then just a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. all the great stuff you were doing at the NAMM show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with Albert Lee on stage. Albert Lee, interviewed Albert Lee, um, got to play with my friend Zane Carney, um, who's an incredible artist out in Los Angeles. Um, uh, James Valentine hung out with um, Steve Vai and Steve wow. Rickerford and... A lot of cool guitarists that I've always admired. So yeah, indeed, a cool, cool thing to happen. <laughs> I just think it's amazing. Well, you know, I want to start off, Daniel, because a, a lot of our listeners with Acme Radio Gear Gab may not know. Um, you know, you were brought up, you know, up on on the East Coast, right? Mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moved here when I was in second or third grade, I think. Right from uh, from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so basically, you're local. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't. I don't quite have the accent to be from Nashville, and I don't. I don't have the attitude to be from New Jersey, so I'm kind of just in the middle. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. You know, it's like you know we're, we're transplants, but you know we've been here a while. Mm-hmm. Well, now, when did you get your first guitar, and what was it? A uh, Squire Stratocaster, very small, uh, three quarter size student guitar. Yeah. Uh, I think I got it right when we moved here. I remember we moved here on uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, when I was in second grade, I guess, and I got the guitar. Yeah. Um, I didn't play it for like four or five years. Really? I just sat and collected dust. Well, you know, I was talking to your dad earlier, too, to where, you know, I knew that uh, he was a guitarist. And, and so his excuse to me was that you got so incredibly good on guitar, it gave him an excuse to stop playing. Oh, interesting. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. That would, make, that would totally make sense. But then, you know, on, on uh, social media, I always see uh, great pictures that your dad or your mom post also. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. action, action guitar shots. Yes, absolutely. You got to love those. <laughs> so it really took you a little while to get into the the guitar. And I've seen pictures, obviously, of you when you were, you know, younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably nine, ten, where you really got into it? Twelve. Wow. Twelve years old. Wow. Twelve is when I think I remember. I, I, I was really bad at skateboarding. <laughs> Seriously terrible. <laughs> Uh, I loved Guitar Hero. Right. And uh, I remember coming home one day and uh, uh, scrolling through a hard drive that my dad had of all this. I guess back in the day when you would pirate music before, <laughs> you know, Apple or before Apple Music or Spotify. It was like the Napster days. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he had this huge collection of all these uh, albums that I had, of course, never heard of and saw Appetite for Destruction. Oh, my gosh. With artwork included. Yeah. And it was just so... Uh, tempting, you know, the title and the, the artwork. Is, yeah. You can't not at least say, like, what is that? Totally. Uh, and the song Paradise City came on, and I remember thinking, well, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It just struck the chord in me. Wow. And that was the song that inspired me to go and, you know, ask my dad to print off chord sheets and yeah. show me how to play and how to hold pick and all, all the beginner uh, concepts of playing the instrument. And then you just threw yourself into it. 
I think so. I think I it just kind of happened that way. Right. You know, it's so funny because uh, obviously I frequent a lot of music stores here in Nashville. And uh, one of our buddies, Chuck, uh, when I was talking with him one day at a guitar center, and he was talking about, I think, your first SG. Chuck, yeah. How's Chuck doing? <laughs> I think he's doing well. I I, yeah. Him. I haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, but he told me the story about how, you know, when you came into Guitar Center and got that first SG. And he sold my first Strat, too. Really? Absolutely. He so, was so nice. <laughs> we used to go down there every Saturday when I was, before I was, um, before I started to be a working musician. Right. Um, I still wanted to you know, have music on the weekends because you're in school and, you know, you love music, but you can't do it all the time. So right. we'd, we'd, my dad would drive me to Guitar Center and I would, you know, take a really expensive Les Paul and plug it into an amp and play way too loud. <laughs> but Chuck was always, always facilitating that. So do you still have that SG? Absolutely. What year is that one? 2010, I okay. think, or something. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember you showed me a picture of it before. Yeah. Do you still have the Strat you got from him? I don't have the strap. Ah, okay. It was an old uh, Mexican strap from like 94. Well, you know, and the the SG is is nice because, I mean, obviously you play a lot of Telecaster. Yes. And, and you're most associated with a Telecaster. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to have some selection. The self-proclaimed master. Yeah, no, not self-proclaimed. It was proclaimed by Hal Leonard Books. Right, right. So it's not like you went out there and waved a banner. But I haven't renewed my license to be master in quite some time. So. <laughs> but you know what is so funny? We were talking about this before the show started, Daniel, to where uh, I was in Carter Vintage Guitars the other day. And, and they were talking about your book. And, and I've still got the copy that you uh, gave to me when you did the mm -hmm. TV interview with me when it first came out. And uh, they can't keep them in stock. Mm, that's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> you could go do a book signing thing over there at Carter's even. Just say, hey, yeah, that'd I'm going to be, be cool. in, just sitting around playing a Telecaster, sign a couple books. You know? Oh, that's what I do to get my, my ego fill. <laughs> you can find me there any midday, Monday That's why they keep break. selling out. Exactly. It's like, come on. I keep buying them. Well, you know, and, and now does the book come with a, uh, a DVD also or, or a CD? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Full performances. And uh, we, I think we, it's like two hours worth of instruction. It was such a sincere honor. I think I was 18 at the time when yeah. I did it. And uh, I was totally ready to, to show people what I was doing and get feedback on it. And still to this day, like, you know, I, I get several emails a day, people saying they bought it and, um, be, you know, telling me they like it. People send me videos. Yeah. And, uh, like learning the solo I played note for note or wow, which to me is a dream come true. Yeah. Because you know, you were probably doing that with appetite for destruction oh and, God. and with all of your other guitar heroes over the years. Oh, I mean, this, I learned every solo to November rain and, and <laughs> you know, that ev everything slash ever did. I, I think I ultimately at least sat down with and tried to devour and then yeah. Ch Chet Atkins and Tommy Emanuel. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, the evolution started musically. Right, right. Tell it. Do you think you're going to do an, another book maybe? Absolutely in the future. Really good. Totally. So it would be like the, the follow-up to it. Who you knows, know? yeah. Well, you know, I was going to bring up also, um, you know, actually later in the show, but while we're on it, uh, you're doing a lot with Premier Guitar also. Yeah. And and you're doing your uh, Cosmic Country. Uh-huh. How's that going? Good. It's going well. Cosmic Country was kind of, uh, it, it started off as more of a musical concept in which, as of late, has uh, grown legs musically mm -hmm. in the sense of I have a, a Cosmic Country band <laughs> and we have a Cosmic Country record coming out. So wow. Um, and then there was the Cosmic Country article, which started everything. Yeah. Um, but it just started off as a concept of, of uh, pushing country music at, pushing country music out of its regular pool right. that it's in. Totally. Um, so Cosmic, in a sense. Yeah. Outward. 
So are you still doing like regular articles in Premier Guitar then? Mm-hmm. There's a new one coming out this month. Oh, well, see, I'll look for it because, you know, I subscribe and I like I like seeing articles from people I know. That's humbling. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I always read your article. and, Thank and you uh, so much. But uh, that's so cool. And then you're doing videos with that also, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there are videos included. That's so great. So you got the article and the video. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's all about like having the, the most amount of content you, you can have whenever you're making a statement online. These right. Days, you know, so yeah. It totally helps. Well, now I want to bring up, uh, you know, and we were talking uh, before the show started uh, where I was uh, uh, talking with J.D. Simo a few weeks ago and he brought up your name. And, uh, you know, I wanted to bring up a little bit. How did you end up getting into the Don Kelly band? Yeah. And, and Philip, because, you know, uh, I, I don't know if I told you, but one time I talked with Don Kelly and I said, hey, man, why don't you come on the show and talk about how you have such a great ear for so many great guitarists? Because you look at how many incredible right. guitarists have come out of his band. He's like, nah, just keep interviewing my guitarist. I'm like, okay, thanks, Don. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was a guitar center. And so, it, but I mean, but you look at it, you know, with like, with you and with JD and with Brent oh and with God. Red and with Johnny Highland, it's like, everyone. I mean, it, it, he's really got. Danny Gatton at Danny, one point. Yeah. I mean, it's for, like. For a gig, so. <sighs> I don't think anybody, you know, in Music City in, in Nashville has a better ear or an eye for the guitarist that fits that venue. Mm-hmm. And uh, but so how did you get the gig? Uh, I'd like to before I answer that, I'd like to thank my friend Jason Shadrick from uh, Premier Guitar for letting me have that opportunity to work with them still after all these years. Jason's the absolute man. Totally. Uh, but to answer your question, um, how did I get involved with Don's band? Yeah. Uh, Don's band was the big bang for me musically. Um, when I was 14, I, I came down here one day after my uh, after I graduated uh, middle school, and I was about to start high school. It was the first day of summer vacation. Yeah. And um, I guess for some reason, my dad thought it would be a good reason or it'd be a fun thing for me to do was to uh, to play music over the summer and make some money. And uh, it ended up being a, a life altering uh, <sighs> event. You know, coming down here. Yeah. Um, we came down here and we saw Don's band, <laughs> and I'd never seen a guitar played like the way JD was playing it mm-hmm. in just every way. It was uh, everything he plays has a lot of swagger to it. It's completely him, right? Um, and I think the contrast from all the other bars we've been going to down here, uh, that band has a, a real uh, resonance in terms of authenticity. Totally agree. And. Uh, it's an amazing show. They've done the same set since '83. Wow! So, um, you're getting a, a, a like a, a truly professional performance, right? Um, well, and so many music icons come to see the show. Yeah, you know, when when you've got some of these ridiculous musicians, you know, like Reggie Young and James yeah. Burton and oh. and top producers and everybody else that come up and pull up a table to the stage. Right. I think that says something. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but I had seen them play and. Uh, I'd never seen a live guitar that was that angry and that loud and and that perfect. And it just, it was the same feeling of hearing Paradise City for the first time. Yeah. I'll get that feeling every couple years, something will happen musically um, where uh, something really resonates with me and and steps me up a step musically. And uh, I would say that was like my second big moment in music was seeing JD play. I'll never forget it. Well, and then how did you get the tryout with Don? Because I heard Don's a little hard and there's you know there's the transitional period with the band and we went uh the night we went there uh he came down and talked to me wow he just came and talked i was just some kid watching him and he came down off stage and started talking to me yeah and he had no reason to uh and he came and uh sat down we sat right in front of the stage and he, he said uh 
if you want to grow as a musician, you're going to have to learn everything by ear. And everything I do is because I played by ear. Wow. So, so here's this person um, who I've never idolized musician before. So this was the first musician that, you know, most people idolize Jimmy Page yeah. and Slash, and, um, but I idolize local people. Right. Um, and this was the first guy that I ever idolized, and he came and talked to me wow. for no reason and, and told me, you know, this is how I do what I do. Um, so I was hooked, and we, yeah. we came and watched him every Saturday. He stopped going to Guitar Center, and we oh started coming down here. Yeah. Uh, came and watched him every Saturday for like three years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we sat at the same seat by That's the ATM. A, yeah. Like right up front. Totally. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. We sit, and I learned the entire set list. I have a lot of recordings. I used to bring an old Zoom recorder and record the shows, and <laughs> you know, how incredible! Totally, what a cool, uh, very you know, a lot of these things happen by chance, and a lot of it's the situation that you're in, and I'm extremely grateful for it. Well, I, I want to dig into that some more. For, uh, we're going to play one of your songs that you're playing on, and uh, this one is the uh, Hard to Please. Yeah, that's my friend Cruz Contreras's band, The Black Lilies. Um, and I do dates with them every now and then. Um, Ryan Hewitt produced this record. He works with the Avon Brothers and Red wow. Chili Peppers. And it's an amazing record. Well, let's take a look. Now, which guitar did you use on this one? I used one of Ryan's guitars. I used an old uh, 57 like, Guild. Ooh, uh, nice choice. Yeah. It was a Starfire. Wow. Oh, I love those. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, let's take a listen right now. Daniel Donato on Hard to Please. To us, coffee isn't just a beverage, it's a community. It's an accumulation of the global network of fair trade farmers to the independently owned coffee shops working together to bring the freshest coffee to their local neighborhoods. I'm Nate. And I'm Jimmy. And we're roasters and baristas of one of Nashville's finest coffee shops, Ethan Roast. On Coffee and the podcast, we'll dive deep into coffee trends, the craft culture of brewing, and answer all your questions about how these coffee communities impact your daily lives. So tune in to listen live every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. via acmeradiolive.com. show is also available on all podcast platforms. Thanks for tuning in to Acme Radio Gear Gab. To listen to this song and the full show playlist, head to acmeradiolive.com and check out the Gear Gab page under archives. There it was, Daniel Donato, Hard to Please, Black Lilies. Wow, that sounded great. Thank you. Yeah, that and a great band. And so you still uh, sit in with them? Yeah, I do. <laughs> the studio band was a little bit different. I think uh, Bill Reynolds from Band of Horses yeah. played bass on it. Wow. Bill's the man. Oh, my gosh. You've Bill's played awesome. with so many incredible people, too. I mean, you know, and, and like we were talking earlier, uh, you know, playing with Don Kelly's band. Yeah. You know, um, man, you really, once again, you set a high bar. Totally. You know, uh, in, in your playing skills and everything. It's like you didn't, you know, just because you were young at the time when you started, you know, it's like you you went in and you showed you could play. Totally. I'm the youngest guy to have played that play that gigs since since 1983 it's been around so wow something i'm extremely proud of you should be you know and we were talking earlier too before the show started um you know and and you've done some stuff on the uh grand Ole opry as well indeed yeah yeah because i was talking with some of the guys uh last year and they said oh yeah daniel comes by from time to time and yeah and uh and plays some shows that's got to be great oh yes absolutely (laughs) i remember uh before i was playing with don i'd play senior citizen home yeah out and um out in uh ashland city like once a month yeah and i'd come home and we'd we'd, we'd get home we lived like an hour outside of town so okay you know we'd get home at like midnight my dad yeah. would drive me and i'd uh i remember listening to the midnight jamboree you know the Ernest hub the second longest running radio show in history and right he used to have a radio show uh at his uh at his store that's still there after the opry 
every week. Ah, and uh, I remember yeah. thinking, like, oh, the Opry. I mean, that's that's king. That's what it's all about. Right. That's where it all hails from. <laughs> um, so to do it and to still see its integrity still surviving in modern right. times is crazy cool. Oh, yeah. And, and to my, be a part of it. Oh, yeah. And to watch my girlfriend do it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Dude, that's well, awesome, too. Well, you know what? And, and everybody, uh, you know, I'm buddies with uh, Randy Hart that plays keyboards over there. Yeah, man. And he was oh, raving man. about your girlfriend, about, you know, how incredible she is. And, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I rave about Although you already know that. I think I have an idea. <laughs> well, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, some of the things you've done online and, and you and I always stay in contact. And I and in, what I think is so neat, Daniel, is how you constantly innovate things. And so uh, I think it was last year, maybe the Thank year you. before, to where it was uh, with um, the, the online lessons you were doing, like with the Skype lessons with like groups. Talk a little bit about that, will you? Man, um, I, I really needed money. Is honestly how it all started. Really, That's honesty. I needed money. And uh, all of my friends were saying, well, you should just like drive Uber. You should just get a job or get a job or do something. And I just wouldn't do it. I just couldn't. Uh, so I, I had to figure out ways to, to uh, pay my bills with yeah. music. And uh, I was getting a really fair amount of lessons coming in. Out of the blue, all of a sudden, I thought, well, you know, let's, Let's try to kill two birds with one stone. Let's try to make money and, and give lessons at the same time, but you know, get the most bang for your time. Right. Right. Um, so there was one point where we did uh, uh, stage it, which is something that um, uh, it's like an online music platform, like Jason Mraz does it. Yeah. Um, uh, Steve I did some stage it shows, like cool people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we gave one to like seventy five plus people. Wow. At one point, something like that. Um, now, do you still take like one-on-one questions from them and everything? Also, why? I mean, how yeah. do you how do you work that? Uh, it's, so it's a live stream, and then there's like a comment section for people to uh, to ask their questions. And wow, uh, I would pay a band to come back me up, and we play some musical, you know, performances and yeah. provide musical examples. And then I would have someone read me the questions off off the screen. How sometimes incredible! It was my dad, sometimes it was Aubrey, my girlfriend. Yeah, but but friends. how innovative to do something like that? You know, whenever you were posting out, I thought. That's brilliant. Yeah, man. Thank you very much. <laughs> that means a lot coming from you. Thank you. Well, because I mean, you know, because everybody, you know, it's like so many people we know do the one-on-ones and all that. But when right. you can do it with a mass of people. Yeah. Like you said, 75 at one time. I think that was the most we did. That's but amazing. That's something, even though uh, financially I'm on, a, I'm, I'm on a different side of the bell curve, I still want to keep that going. Right. And I would love to expand the numbers. It would be great to, you know give a huge lesson one day. Well, now let's talk about you, the the new project you have going with Guitar Lab. Yeah. So Guitar Lab is something that uh, I think my friend Alex Morgan from Heavy Pedal Productions, uh, and they just did like the, the Led Zeppelin Misty Mountain Hop show. Oh, yeah. Down at Marathon yeah, Music Yeah, Awards, yeah, totally. They do great, um, uh, great tribute shows, but they don't really do uh, really any original shows. So this is the first of their original show concept. Wow. And they're calling it Guitar Lab. Yeah, love and the name. Yeah, it's cool, and uh, I think it's I think it's nerdy and it's uh, it, it totally caters to the demographic. Yeah. I love that. Work, I would love works to on something. me. Whenever right. I saw the name, I'm like Guitar Lab. I like that. Um, <laughs> so I have uh, like Pat Bergeson, Brent Mason, uh, and Sadler Vaden, and to name just a few. Wow, we have guests coming throughout the month to come and play wow. with my band and I, and it'll actually be the first. Uh, full like run of shows for me like running my own band. Yeah, um, and will you be doing this out of Marathon? Where will no? The- I think this will be at 
uh, Soul Shine Pizza. Oh, at awesome. A new part of the venue that's called the Love Light Lounge. It hasn't opened yet. Wow. So we're starting off the Guitar Lab series and we're also opening the venue. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Hey, cool. if you're going to do it, go big, you know? Absolutely. That's what yeah. music's all about. How exciting. And so it's going to be like running once a week or once a month? Once how- a week okay. for, uh, for the entire week of March, uh, the 3rd, 10th, 17th, and 24th. And then the 31st, Heavy Pedal's probably going to put on a, um, I think we might do like a Grateful Dead tribute show or like a Derek and the Dominoes tribute. Um, but I will have a 45-minute set to start off the night with originals and covers with my band. Yeah. And then uh, a small break, and then we're going to have a guest artist come and play with my band. And That is so much fun. I'm going to have to come down. Absolutely. I love Sunshine and good food, too. But, you know, it's even better with your music. Right on. That's perfect. <laughs> well, now, we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, guitars and amps and th- everything. And, and obviously, you're with Fender. And, in fact, uh, you know, I, I think I saw you did a new video with Fender, correct? Yeah. I did. Duff McKagan's also one of the other artists. That well, but I know you, so I, it's your video. <laughs> and that's the way we're playing it on Acme Radio Gear Gab. It's Daniel's video. I love it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about this, man. How did it come down? Man, my friend Ben Dumont, who's the, the, the new rep for Fender here in town, he replaced James Pennebaker. Oh, okay. And um, he's the best. He totally gets what Nashville music is about, or what it was about back in the day. When, yeah. When you could, be a, you could be a scraggly guy and still have a huge... You know, chart-topping hit, and he yeah. loves those kind, that kind of music. He loves Buck Owens, Waylon Jennings, and just like I do. And right, um, when he came um, into his position here, um, he was flabbergasted that Fender hadn't done anything with me. And so he, it was a, according to him, it was really one of his top priorities to make sure that I get more involved with the company. Wow! And as a mission statement of working here in Nashville, right, which is so humbling. Out of all the players to have picked. Uh, who he wants to work with and help move up the chain in a sense for me. Right. Out of everyone in Nashville, I mean, that's silly. Wow. But uh, yeah, man, they uh, they just came out with a new line of uh, guitars called the American Professional Series. Right. I played them. I played them at the show. Yeah. And so you were part of the launch. I was. I was uh, the demo for the Telecaster. Wow. Yeah, which is cool. So now is there going to be a uh, Daniel Donato uh, signature series coming out eventually? Yeah, probably in the in the future. Yeah, there's going to be something. Yeah, I, I wondered if you were in talks. I mean, you know, not right now. I I think uh, I'm in talks with uh, Music Man Guitars. We're doing something um, specific that's kind of hush hush. Yeah, right now. But, and and you play the uh, Ernie Ball strings also. Yeah, yeah, I love those. Yeah, my friend Brian Ball at that company uh, approached me years and years ago before I I had any gigs. Ever, I don't know how you ever heard about me, but he, he well, as many gigs as you do, you need guitar strings. I need a lot of guitar and, strings, and you've probably got a couple guitars around the house. I need at least six at a time, <laughs> so I have a dilemma. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you got to keep them strong. Absolutely. You know. But yeah, man. I I, I think uh, I see a lot of players in Nashville. It's, at least being a, a musician, I think only a musician would understand this, but it's a big like the Dario. String town. I think it's yeah. cool to kind of like, you know, look outside the box. And yeah. How can you differentiate yourself, even in the smallest minutia? No, know, totally. Strings are a great way to start. Yeah, I totally. And I think once you uh, get in with a brand that you're comfortable with, you know, musicians, we're pretty loyal. Absolutely. You know, and so once you're comfortable with how they feel and how they sound and give you your tonality. Yeah. You know, then uh, that's awesome, though. Albert totally explained it really well. When he said, uh, you know, someone asked why he worked with Music Man Guitars and Ernie Ball Strings. Since yeah, and I love I his signature model. Oh, it's yeah. such a cool kind of symmetrical shape. It's not, it's not like any other guitar. Yeah, even holding one, <laughs> the aesthetic, 
translates physically and you can feel that it's unlike any other guitar. Yeah. Um, but he said, you know, no one of that company changes and that's why he stayed with them. It's still Sterling, who's the um, CEO of the company. So right. After all these years, no, they don't have any changeover. It's a family company. Yeah. I love that. There's no, not totally. enough of that going on. So to have an opportunity to work with people like that, I'm, it's, I'm it's incredible. Now, we were talking also amp-wise. Uh, you know, you're still sticking with your vintage stuff. What yeah. uh, What are your main amplifiers now? Um, I have an old uh, Vibrochamp that Steve Earle owned. Wow. What I, year is it? 64. Oh, my gosh. First year they made them. And I yeah. bought it from Carter Guitars because they're the best guitar shop in the universe. <laughs> Indeed. Even when I go to Pluto and find other shops. No one's saying <laughs> you still come Carter. back. <laughs> and they sell your book. They do. Yeah, I have to give them that. <laughs> they have good taste. So, so it was Steve Earle's amp? Steve Earle's amp. Yeah, which is so cool. And it has, I'm a huge Grateful Dead fan, and it has a Grateful Dead sticker on the amp. And I didn't, uh, when I plugged it in, I didn't even see the sticker. Loved the amp, bought it on, on the spot. Then I took it out of the store, and I saw, I saw it had this Grateful Dead sticker on it, and I'd nearly <laughs> lost my mind. It was karma. Must have been. Yeah, you were supposed to have that amp. Well, I'm so, grateful for it. So yeah. I love that amp. <laughs> With the Grateful Dead. So what other what other amplifiers do you have then? Uh, I have an old deluxe reverb, an old pro reverb. Oh, nice. Um, an old, an old champ, uh, and an old Harvard. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like those. Yeah. Yeah. Just, so, they break up nice. They do. I've been doing for recording lately. I've been not moving it past four, which is something I saw Dave Cobb mention. Um, with, with those old tweet amps, if you don't turn them up past four and you mic, you know, you get a, uh, like a 57 on them and then like yeah. any other like condenser mic and it's a huge tone wow. and it turns out to be like a bigger tone. Um, ever since I've been recording, probably for four years now, I've been recording, you know, professionally. And I would always bring like a big combo or like, um, you know, like a head and yeah, cap. But there's nothing like a small combo amp. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's a massive amount of sustain. Yeah. Yeah. That's so warm. Yeah. Oh, totally. Now, we were talking earlier before we started rolling the show, Daniel. Um, you're working on a lot of your solo stuff now, too. A lot. So, so what are you doing? Uh, what, what's uh, what's the, the end goal? End goal is to uh, to make a living off playing my music, uh, having developed a platform where I can play guitar and, and, and have my own show. Yeah. I've been able to do that down here for years. Um, every gig I've played down here, I've been doing I've been doing me, which is yeah. what I do best. Um, so I want to uh, I want that to molt into whatever it needs to be to be able to do that. Right. Until I die. Well, do you think you're going to come out with like a, a solo album, maybe within the year or so? Absolutely. I would love to do something like that. Okay. I, I plan on releasing, um, on getting songs produced and releasing them like three songs a month. Wow. On, on your website? Like yeah. Very cool. And then selling physical copies through, yeah. uh, through my, my fans on my social. That could actually be signed. Like yeah. your books. Absolutely. Just like them. <laughs> I want to hear more about this. I like the concept. Yeah. Very cool. You got a cool website anyway. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. We're going to take a listen to one of your songs now. This is uh, In a Daydream. This is from a rock and roll band that I had. Um, and we don't really play together all that much anymore, but I love this song. I just love this song so much. So what guitar did you play on this one? Uh, this is an old 61 SG that, oh. that my girlfriend Aubrey bought me. Wow. For my birthday. When I That's a, she's a keeper. 
Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a listen to it uh, in a daydream with Daniel Donato. Sometimes you've had a rough week. Start your weekend off early every Thursday with drink specials provided by Acme Radio Live. Join us every Thursday from 4 to 7 on the second floor of Acme Feed and Seed for the Acme Radio Live Happy Hour. Acme Radio Live DJs will be setting the mood with some vibey tunes while you enjoy a $7 domestic beer and a shot. All you have to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel. By subscribing to the Acme Radio Live YouTube channel, you have incredible content at your fingertips and a beer and a shot in your belly. Yay, beer! So subscribe today and join us every Thursday from 4 to 7 on Acme's second floor for a much-needed happy hour. Thanks for tuning in to Acme Radio Gear Gab. To listen to this song and the full show playlist, head to acmeradiolive.com and check out the Gear Gab page under archives. All right, that was In a Daydream. Daniel Donato, had great sound on that with the guitar work. Thank you. It's yeah. a shame you guys don't still play together some. You know, you may have to pull them together again. Yeah. My friend Reeve <laughs> plays with this uh, this other band called Beach Weather, and they're doing, like, really well right now. So he's really busy with that. And right when that happened, I started getting really busy again. So yeah. Things are working in our careers really well. So Yeah. Well, happy. you know, you have so many, uh, you know, uh, you're diversified. Uh, you know, with with your you know with your guitar playing, you know, with your uh, your solo work and your band work and your articles and your book and your lessons and the guitar lab, you got you got a lot juggling. Yeah, man. <laughs> All my diversity is limited by the fact that I will just never be like Jack White, and that's because <laughs> he's the king of that, and that's he is. my inspiration for you know how do I do music without being uh without playing guitar all the time right how do i write articles or yeah. do lessons or totally inspired by him well and i think i think you're doing incredible you know yourself you. already we were talking about uh you know uh your amplifiers and your electric guitars and everything and, and obviously you're working with fender a lot on the new professional series that they just released this year mm-hmm. uh which takes the place of the american standard versions and uh we were talking about acoustic guitars and oh, yeah. and so uh so I understand you stopped stopped by the uh, Taylor booth at the Nam show and uh, might have found something you liked. Yeah, man. They um, I think Tim invited me or um, someone sent me a message on Facebook, which was like, you know, just come up to the room and uh, we've we never met you officially, but we're all big fans. Yeah, which is very humbling. So I went in there um, and they had this huge wall, like very aesthetically pleasing, like very nice Taylor, you know, handmade Taylor yeah. guitars. Yeah, it was and- the side room. Indeed. Yeah. And uh, in the midst of it, they had uh-huh. uh, thrown in this nylon string. Um, and I'm a huge Willie Nelson fan. Oh, yeah. Absolutely huge. And he's one of my main <laughs> musical influences. And um, as of late, I've really been digging into his music. So I've, wow. I've been wanting a nylon string. And I picked up this guitar, this particular one, and I played it and I, I fell in love with it. Wow. I had to have it then and there. And, um, turned out to be like their least expensive guitar they're releasing this year wow it's made out of um there's like some odd composite woods going on there and there's like a, a new technology that they're doing with uh how the uh like neck sets into the guitar some jazz like that oh interesting now does it have a wider neck like a typical classical or is it more no. more like an electric or a acoustic standard steel string acoustic it's just like the 114 ce that i really I saved up four years ago and yeah bought, you know you still have it no, I ah. sold it to buy my Telecaster, my first <laughs> Telecaster. Yeah, I've, I've lost a lot of guitar pieces like that over the years. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I, I've lost a number that I regret, and I'm sure I'll, I'll lose more. Yeah, but you know, you can always go back over time, you know, and, oh, and yeah. pick them up again. Now, you were telling me about on this Taylor, it's got the built-in electronics with the tuner and everything, right? Which is awesome. Wow. You know, for me, I, I, I love just convenience and yeah. a, a guitar being a really efficient tool. 
um, in this guitar is absolutely that. I'm going to have to see it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'll bring it by. Yeah, I got to check it out. You know, when, when I was in the room, the side room at the Taylor, uh, they, they showed me the new GS Mini bass. That they came out awesome. with and I played yeah. it and it's funny because it sounds like a stand-up bass yeah but it's like you know like like a three-quarter size but they engineered the strings and all this kind of stuff and it's just crazy so you know I and I guess this nylon that you played is going to release this year the other ones that they released at Nam were like the new 800 series they'd updated yep. uh the new uh, academy series which are like their student models and then that uh GS mini bass right right so. I love the bass. That was like yeah, very cool thing. To you know, see. it's so funny because I I was talking with a Taylor uh, a week or so ago, Taylor people, and I was like, I, th- I think we need to get one of those in for review, and then unfortunately I may have to buy it. Oh uh, right. Sometimes <laughs> that's what happens. It's like you know, it's like you know, then I have to explain to the wife, well, honey, you know, I played it and I kind of want it. it. It's like a dog that follows you home, Daniel. Yes, what are you, you going to do? Right. <laughs> well, the GS Mini Bass followed me home. I don't. I didn't want it. I tried to shoot it out the door. <laughs> so let's talk about now. We were talking about the uh, your other acoustics that you play, the steel strings. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you using for that right now? Um, there's this uh, guitar company out of Canada called Eastman Guitars, and uh, I love their um, I love their acoustics in general. Yeah. And, um, I think Ray Benson from. Um, Sleep at the wheel. Has yeah, a signature model he's got a dead. signature model. Yeah, yeah, I had him on the show, and uh, and yeah, it, and, yeah. it, and it looks like a uh, like a three thirty five, and it plays incredible. Mm-hmm. And so you heard the story with Ray, to where they're like, "We have your signature model for you." you know, and Ray's like, "What? How tall is he? Like six, seven? Or oh, just, huge!" I was, I felt like you know he was Gulliver. And so oh, anyway, wow. I, I guess after he got it, he said, "Well, this guitar looks great. It just needs one thing," and he branded yeah. it with his logo on it. Yeah, which I love. <laughs> I love let people know it's yours. It's so Ray. Totally. You know? His playing's his brand. Yeah. I'm you know, with oh the Texas gosh. swing and everything else. And I mean, what a great and talented guy. Eldon Shamblin 2.0. <laughs> you know, totally. Genius. I've learned a lot yeah. of those lines. Oh my gosh. But uh yeah, that's a great company to work with though. I like their guitars. Awesome. Really like very solid company. Not a huge amount of people working there. Um but they're still really efficient. They put out great instruments, uh, you know, flat tops, arch tops. Um, electrics that are unbeatable for the style that they are, and right. I love being uh, associated with them. I've, I was I, I was I saw some of their uh, arch tops that I thought were just wow, and yeah. the necks are always great, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Very hand assemble everything. Absolutely, I didn't know that. Hand yeah. assembled on all of it for the price point. Yeah, um, these are things that I, you know, as a huge guitar nerd, right. these are things that win me over. <laughs> And that company's great. Yeah, well, that, it's a great one to work with. We were talking about some of the pedals, too. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, uh, you've done some stuff with JHS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you using but, from theirs now? Uh, I'm a big fan of their um, color box. Mm-hmm. It's something that I love. I love the sound of that one. Yeah. You can um, really dial in a tone with it. Oh, absolutely. Many tones. Uh-huh. Uh, I kind of leave it on always. Do you? I do. Yeah. Um, the Alpine Reverb I like from them a lot. And... Um, for pedal boards, I'm using um, a Creation Music Company right. boards. Yeah. Uh, it's my friend John Snyder's company. Very um, cool. Walrus Audio, Colt, Res- Colt Westbrook, um, Robert Keeley. Um, I love Robert Keeley, man. He's a genius. Yeah. And- yeah. He's always coming up with some of the, you know, and then everybody, you know, does their mods on pedals off his. Exactly. <laughs> it's sort of like setting the bar and it's like, okay, well, we're all going to do what Robert's doing now. Exactly. <laughs> He's a, I love interesting characters. I love people who are very outwardly strange and are very yeah. accepting of it. And Artistic. Absolutely. And there's something about the owners of all these companies that are very much so in that vein of, mm-hmm. of people. They're very 
you kind of have to be an odd person, I think, to, uh, in a sense, to try to make that your living. Try, oh, totally. To try to sell guitar effects for a living. But I, I've been really fortunate enough to meet the people who do it. Mostly everyone in that small, small industry. But what a great community of people. And I, I mean, Brian Wampler as well. I mean, I've, I've bought and I've bought several, several pedals from Brian before I, before I ever got to meet him and loved his work. Yeah. And, you know, he got me hooked on the tumness. The tum, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen. Mm. Yeah, I haven't sat down with Yeah, that. you need to play that one. It's, yeah, it's a clone cologne, basically, but in a smaller footprint. Right. And it, it just sounds amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, That's really but Brian's cool. doing a lot of, you know, uh, I was talking with him on email the other day. Uh, they're going to launch their amps. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was uh, talking about that the, at the Winter Nam show. Mm-hmm. So I he's got that. several new pedals. He's always, I always like Brian's videos. Hilarious. <laughs> He does a great job with that. He does. And he's got, you know, his wife and his whole, you know, nutty crew that works with him. And it's just kind of fun. We just did a video. Uh, my friend Zane Carney and I did a video called uh, Shred Mageddon, <laughs> which is for uh, anyone who's listening who's been to any NAM show will know that the uh, sound police are a huge. Oh, yeah. Um, they go around with their little monitor. Oh, my gosh. It's the worst yeah. thing. It's, it's like the, with the shred and, and, and the other thing to where anybody that plays bass automatically when they grab a bass as you know they have to play slap and pop bass it's like on really and for some reason every guitar only plays castles made of sand it's like going to guitar center and doing stairway to heaven really oh i was that kid i was that kid for years oh my gosh that's now pedal board wise though daniel i mean obviously you got a couple pedals do you have them like, do you have like a, a, a fly set up, you know, for traveling a smaller one and then like a medium and I mean, I how, do. how are you doing your pedal boards? I look at it as uh, work and creation, which is, it seems to be kind of how my musical career has those two uh, concepts pretty much is the wall that drives the two of them. So okay. for, for pedals, I have two pedal boards that are for work. Gotcha. I have, um, and when I say work, I mean like hired musician yeah. work and um, so usually, sonically speaking, there isn't a huge spectrum to, to stretch over. Right. So I keep it pretty simple. Oh. Uh, I have um, on my my latest work board, quote yeah. unquote, I have a JHS Alpine Reverb, Wampler Ego Compressor. Nice. JHS Twin 12 Drive. Uh-huh. And then a Wampler uh, Faux Tape Echo. Ooh. And I have the TC Electronics Polytune yeah. Stock Tuner. Oh, yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah. Um, I use those too. It's like, good gosh, you can you can see them in the dark anywhere. Yeah. It's like a little light show on your headstock. Absolutely. <laughs> and those guys are like the Apple. Um, yeah. They're like the equivalent, musically speaking, I feel. Oh, to yeah. The, to the musical engineering. Well, that's a, that's a nice pedal setup, though, for a working rig. It is. It's, it's everything Now, do you I find need. like a, a lot of musicians here? Because, I mean, I didn't get bit by the pedal bug until I moved here. Right. You know, because, I mean, I would use some pedals growing up, but it's like, man, I moved here. And now I've got four pedal boards going. Whoa, yeah, that's a lot. But you that's, know, that's not a lot though for now. No, but I mean because I've got my little bitty, my little bitty one that I use for like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But then I'm constantly doing like gar animals to where sometimes I'm putting a zebra over here and an elephant over there. Do you find that you're changing out your pedals sometimes? Oh, always. Okay. Oh, absolutely. To the point of where it's. <laughs> I'm a really big um, organized organizer, so I have a, yeah. I have a huge um, I have a, like a, a master list of all my projects that I have. Oh, going really? On. In any given moment. Brilliant. Um, thanks. And one of them is a uh, uh, pedal board situation because it's <laughs> ongoing. It's never ending. <laughs> something's something's always breaking, and I, I want to try new pedal. I want to try new pedal. I want to yeah. try new order. Or, I'm obsessed with that stuff. 
Yeah. Absolutely. We need to get together sometime. Anytime. Just to, just to do pedals, just to, you know, because that's the thing. It's like, you know, and then I'll read an article, you know, like something in Premier Guitar or Vintage Guitar or something, and, and I'll say, well, if you put them in this order. Right. That's that's where they get you. Yeah. And I'm like going, well, maybe I need to put all my distortion on the right side right. and then put my modulation on the left side and the volume pedal in the middle. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard about this. <laughs> and so I've tried that on one board. When I was playing with Don, he would hate that. He hated it. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, because, you know, the players before you in Don's band, a lot of them were going just direct. JD, totally. Yeah. yeah. And so then you came in, like, did you have, like, you know, like the coffee table pedal board? I had a huge board? board, which was so dumb. I had a huge <laughs> board. I had, like, 12 pedals on it. It's like your your dad and, like, three other people had to carry in the board. My dad did carry in the board. <laughs> and I'm not too proud. I'll still have him carry it in if, I can, if he's there. It's good to have roadies. It is. I mean, especially you know, ones you don't have to pay. Yeah, those are the best. Oh my gosh, that's great. So it's constantly evolving though with the pedal boards. Yeah, the pedal boards a medium to um, to uh, chisel down the sound even more so. Um, so absolutely, that'll never stop changing. That's excellent though. Yeah. And there's constantly new products coming out. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, as we both know from the Nam show. Oh yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I I was exposed to like at least over two dozen new overdrive pedals. Right. Which to me, it's, it's kind of like a dead end street, but still in a sonic sense, it's cool. People are still searching and trying to come up with well, something you know, new it's like, inspiring. It's, it's like wah-wah and fuzz. And it's like, you know, you'll think, well, you know, I really like what I got. And then you hear something else going, well, I kind of like that too. Right, exactly. You know, and fuzz, there's so many different fuzz. It's like, okay, do you want the 70s fuzz or do you want, you know, more of the modern fuzz or do you want like the Russian the muffaletta is a great. Yeah, do you want that? Yeah. And so, and do you stack them? Have you tried the JHS? Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Ernie Ball uh, is coming out. I just got. It hasn't come out yet, but it's. Uh, I got the beta product, and it's. Uh, they're doing all expression pedals. I saw that the, they've got fuzz. the delay. I didn't know about the fuzz though. Yeah, and it has an octave. Yeah, because they look like and, volume pedals. Yeah, and in the same casing, they're a little bit smaller than their volume pedals. Wow. Um, but yeah, they're moving um, all of these, um, you know, tone dressings. Yeah. To expression. It's cool. That's incredible. Well, we're going to take a listen to another one of your songs. Now, this is uh, a song you do with the Wild Feathers. Tell me about this one. Uh, this is Hard Times. Is I think so. Yeah, Hard Times. Yeah. I don't, play with, I don't play with them anymore, but when I was in high school, I loved them. And when I was out of a gig, my friend Sadler hooked me up with them. Yeah. We went on the road. We did eight weeks of shows together. And uh, it was almost like Almost Famous, the movie, in ways. <laughs> and uh, our, our last show that we played together was at the Ryman. I wow. Mean, cool yeah, I remember I remember that. that. So yeah, cool. What a great way to wrap it. Well, let's take a listen to it right now. Absolutely. Daniel Donato. Acme Radio Live strives to showcase authentic Music City. We don't just do that through all the hot tracks we play on our station, but we do it with our content. Not only do we deliver the best music from local and touring acts all day, every day, but we also create content for these artists that live on the Acme Radio Live YouTube page. Head to YouTube and search Acme Radio Live for all the videos of your favorite artists. And while you're at it, click subscribe so you can stay up to date with the most authentic content you've seen in Music City. To listen live, visit acmeradiolive.com. Thanks for tuning in to Acme Radio Gear Gab. To listen to this song and the full show playlist, head to acmeradiolive.com and check out the Gear Gab page under archives. 
and that was Daniel Donato with the Wild Feathers. The guitar tone on that was incredible. Thank now, that you. was recorded at the Ryman? Live at the Ryman. Wow. At the Mother Church, man. At the, the building. You know what? It's like I, I was telling somebody, Daniel, and I know you can appreciate this as well, to where you know people are like, well, you know, where, where should I go see a show? It's like, oh. for the best sound quality and best experience to me is always at the Ryman. Oh, man. R- row A on the balcony C-Day. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like- heaven. It's it's amazing. It's like you know because I've seen Bonnie Raitt there, I've Me seen BB King there, mm-hmm. I've seen like all the these greats, and the sound quality is always just amazing. Man, I, <laughs> I, it's something in the wood of that building. Every time I've seen a show there, I I end up in tears. Yeah, it's I really do. Wow, I, wow, it's something about that building. Yeah, I and and you got and playing on the stage. I can't. It was unlike anything I've experienced. <laughs> just like a. Honestly, it was a similar energy to, you know, hearing Paradise City the first time or seeing JD. Right. Totally same thing. Right. And JD speaks very highly of you as well. So that's a, <laughs> the biggest compliment. Well, I, I wanted to bring up it too. You know, we were talking about it earlier in the show. And, and I so appreciate you joining us, Daniel, to where we're talking about your residency you've got going. Yes. Uh, let's explain this again to listeners now sure. with this, you know, yeah, with so- your whole guitar lab that's going to be at Soul Shine in a new section of the building. I think so. I okay. think that's the deal. Uh, uh, the deal is it's at a place called Love Light Lounge. Right. Um, which is a sketchy name, but it's also a cool name at the same it time. It sounds like there should be, you know, like, uh, what is it, like with the, uh, the sparkles and everything like that. <laughs> and, they, you know, hey, we're going down to the little wah-wah guitar in the back. be a lot bound, of incense. Bound, chicka, bound, bound. <laughs> <laughs> totally. There's going to be huge leaves with people fanning. <laughs> There's going to be like a leopard running around. Beanbag chairs, you know. I'm only wearing velvet for the whole residency. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Totally. And you're going to have a few guests joining you, I understand. Yeah, we're going to have some huge, um, like huge heroes of mine. And then like some, some you know, sincere friends of mine who are yeah. also musicians. Um, so the night will be two hours of music or an hour and 45 minutes of music. And which night of the week is it? Every Friday. Every Friday. So it's March 3rd, 10th, 17th, and 24th. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so people need to buy tickets ahead of time? Uh, I think so. Where can they get the tickets at then? Can they find them on your website? or? or yeah, my Facebook event has links to it. Okay. Um, and my website has linked to it as well. Right, and I think that's where I became aware was on your Facebook link. Yeah. Yeah. Got to stay on top of that. Now, now. What's, what's your uh, website too so everybody can find you there? DanielDonato.com. Now, so when do you think you're going to start doing this? We were talking about with the uh, with the music and with all the originals you're working on. When do you think you're going to start launching that possibly, you know, right. three songs at a time, do you think? Uh well, the thing I've I've learned with music is to always have a date plan for things. Yeah, and um, but it's, it's on your it, list along with the pedal board. It totally is. <laughs> it absolutely is. Um, right now it's you know Wapner's on at six too, so sometimes you got to keep everything. Up. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got that on there, right? I do absolutely. So so what are you thinking date wise? I was thinking it'd be cool to release them by April. My birthday Very is. Nice. nice. To release it on my 22nd birthday would be wow. a good time to release the first Wow. Song. Okay, so I know now, before we go to, you talked about the uh, Taylor nylon string. Any other uh, guitar you're in love with lately? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, go ahead and share it. This, this My old mind. SG, I, I play it every night really? before I go to sleep. I sleep with that guitar. Wow. Yeah. Uh, my telly, love my telly. I'm yeah. gonna love my telly until I die, and then the person I gave it to is gonna love it. That's what <laughs> the guitar's about. Um, that is so awesome. Yeah, um, man. Any guitar it speaks to me. I have a lot. I have like 15 guitars, and I, I play them all. That's that's great. That's what they're for. Yeah, you know? it's not lost to me that I was once the kid. 
I used to tell my dad, you know, oh, dad, you know, kids at school, I only have, you know, they have three guitars. I only have one guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now I have like, you know, a, a severe amount of guitars. You've got a few along with your pedals and your amps. None of it's lost on me. Well, I'll tell you what, it's such a, a joy to have you on Acme Radio Gear Gab. Daniel Donato, uh, be sure and find him on, on Facebook, on his website. And uh, when he's out playing live, go and see him because he really puts on a great show live. <laughs> and uh, looking forward to hearing this uh, new original music you'll have coming out soon. Thank you. You so so and, much, and uh, you'll have to come back on the show again, and maybe uh, you know, as uh, we were talking about, you might be doing some noodling of guitar on a show soon here. So you let me know when the noodling <laughs> starts. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a regular guest. You just walk from one gig to the next, right? <laughs> you know, come down the street with your guitar like you did, and it's like, okay, well, on to the next one. This was such an honor. Thank you so much. Well, for thanks, me. thanks, and uh, you know, I'll look forward to seeing you on the cover of another another magazine soon. Soon enough, the one and only Daniel Donato. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed Acme Radio Gear Gap, hosted by Eric Dahl. Thanks to our artists on today's show and our sponsor, IK Multimedia, Musicians First. Past episodes are on demand on all podcast platforms and acmeradiolive.com.